Okay, we're back. Oh, we are back. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It has been a minute, uh, but welcome back. Uh, welcome, my very good friend, Dylan. Hello, sir. How are you? Well, Zach, I'm doing all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah. You know, life is that beautiful roller coaster, like most likely uh, a 90s rock band sang about, uh, but who knows? I, I dislike roller coasters, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Honestly, I dislike roller coasters and I dislike a lot of 90s rock music about uh, love and how they are like roller coasters. Uh, wow. But yeah, either way, uh, if you're watching or listening to this, this is Twitching Upstream, a weird show where some nobodies, uh, myself and Mr. Dylan over here uh and a couple of other nobodies depending where we kind of get together and we just uh make up weird stuff um we have a show sometimes you can check that on our youtube channel uh called talking upstream where we find cool creatives and then kind of pick their brain a little bit and then make up something cool with them uh but we decided instead of just non-stop making up stuff uh (laughs) we should start developing which is odd i just said that because we're probably gonna do something new today um but yeah, so we developed this show where we would take things and really just break it down and kind of uh, hone it in and fine tune it with you. Uh, that's the thing. So if you're watching this live, whatever uh, platform you're on, uh, just comment something. Just say something. Let us know you're paying attention. And if you uh, like or dislike how the story's going, <clears throat> feel free to comment. Let us know. We would like that. Um now, before we get going with what today's story is, uh, usually if I'm on here, uh, I have some kind of nerd news, some nerd media junk uh, that I consume that uh, I text Dylan about and he does not respond to me. So I decide to kind of uh, screenshot all those, seethe over them for a few <laughs> days, and then on Tuesday, uh, really kind of hold your feet to the coals, fire? Uh, yeah, yeah, either or. Fe- yeah, either or. So uh, here's here's just some weird media stuff that came across my path uh, today. Uh, Marvel news. Um, obviously, you know uh, we're in the middle of the what if, which is fine. Um, yeah. It's it's fine. It's cool, but it's fine. Um, but uh, something really struck me. I saw that you know that a couple of years ago there was this deal that uh, that Disney made with. Um, hulu to put out kind of more adult marvel stuff out on you know hulu that you know wasn't gonna be on disney plus but at the time didn't exist um but they didn't really know what to do with it uh so they created this thing called marvel tv and it was headed up by jeff Loeb. and if that name doesn't sound familiar uh one of your favorite comics dylan one of your favorite batman comics i'll say was written by jeff Loeb. Uh, a comic that you are borrowing from me currently is written by jeff Loeb. uh so he did create a long halloween he also did create batman hush so he was in charge of of, uh, Marvel TV and at the time there was four new Marvel products uh, that were going they got pitched and were uh, potentially uh, potentially greenlit one was Modoc, which it was the only one to survive uh, one was called Tiger and Dazzler which was obviously about those two characters one was a Howard the Duck thing that was going to be run by Seth Green and uh, one was called Hit Monkey now 
for some reason today I was looking around the news and I saw an early trailer for Hit Monkey. Apparently, it made it through uh, the fact that Marvel TV dissolved. Now, when Kevin Feige got promoted and he got put in like head of Marvel creative content. Uh, Jeff Loeb was not happy about that, and apparently he quit. Uh, him quitting made uh, Marvel TV dissolve. All those products kind of fell through, except Modoc, which was already half done. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Hit Monkey, if you don't know about it, it is a uh, like an Arctic uh, uh, monkey that has kind of an attitude, and uh, he has a ghost human who follows him. And uh, they do some stuff together, and it's a very interesting co uh, concept, very very cool uh, comic. And I am very happy to say that this is going to come out in November seventeenth, uh, and it's a cool little series. Uh, check it out, uh, Dylan, if you want to watch it eventually. Hit Monkey, uh, okay. really, really, I think it's right up your alley. It's you know those Arctic snow monkeys that sit in yeah. water. Uh, it's about one of them <laughs> that has a ghost human as a friend, and they just go do stuff, and he's a sad, very angry monkey. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah I'll so, watch it. Yeah, that uh, sounds great. Um, all right, so decent news. Um, I, I don't know if you've uh, – you probably don't follow as much as I do, but an, an image came out the other day that really ties the Flash and 89 Batman together. And I was really curious your point of view. H have you seen this image? I saw it. It's the Flash symbol painted over a bat suit. Yeah, so it is the yeah. Batman 89 bat suit, and it has been spray painted uh, over top of it red, and then there's a gold flash symbol. And as we all know, the next Flash movie has Michael Keaton in it, and also uh, a rumor that Ben Affleck's in it. And it's going to kind of be uh, like a pseudo spin off of a Flashpoint Paradox to kind of re every twine everything. Now, the original idea was that Zack Snyder was taking over the DC and Flashpoint was just going to kind of be a very cool kind of what Marvel is doing right now. Yeah. And then when the Snyder thing kind of fell through, uh, they were going to use Flashpoint to fix everything and kind of put everything back the way that uh, DC wanted. Now, apparently uh, the, the box set of this last Snyder, uh, you know, justice league has done so well with sales of Blu-ray and for the subscription to HBO max that they have to now reinstitute the Snyderverse again. So now they're going to have to use flashpoint to kind of weave everything and then end up exactly where it's going to be. Uh, so I don't know if you know anything about that story or, or if you have any kind of points of view on what this, uh, image means. It's Flashpoint, from what I understand, is the Flash runs so fast that he breaks reality a little bit for himself, and well, kind of well, phew. well, mostly what the idea of Flashpoint is that he realized he can run fast enough to travel back in time, and if he can right. travel back in time, then he can save his mom from being murdered. The fact that his mom was never murdered set off a, a random chain of events that turned, mm -hmm. you know, it's a very cool story where Batman, uh, instead of it being Bruce Wayne, uh, now Bruce was actually shot by the by Joe Chill in the alley, which makes uh, his dad his turn dad in the Joker. No, okay, his dad is the, Batman. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, but his mom is the Joker because she goes crazy that her son was murdered. Yeah. And everything is just really different, very crazy. Uh, but now they're going to do it again. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the image. I'm like, this is cool, but I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't understand it. I, I can't, I can't like, gleam anything off this image. I don't know why he would have a Batman suit with a flash thing over it. It's not like the 89 Batman suit was time travel appropriate. <laughs> I have no idea.
Well, isn't you know, the Flash has to wear suits that are friction resistant, right? Is the well, Batman is the bat suit resistant to that in some way? I mean, I, I don't think that it's up for you know the speed of light friction resistant. So, yeah. I, but yeah, I don't know. I saw it and I was just shocked and and whatever. Um, I mean, if DC wants to do crazy high level bat shit insane superhero stuff because the mcu is a little more grounded now that they've gotten cosmic it's a little less grounded but like if they want to do crazy break reality in every movie and the stakes get so comically high that you just like whatever cool if it's a fun yeah. movie i'm into it okay now let's hop back to marvel for one second only because we're talking about reality breaking now the next spider-man movie as we know is uh no way home which is going to go into uh the multiverse and everything else now do you think there's any chance whatsoever that a scene or anything from what if will be in this movie as one of the universes and or do you think that cartoon strange is mephisto <laughs> okay uh I, I i guess i like the idea of cartoon strange eventually allying with mephisto yeah, i you, you did watch that episode right where he absorbed yes. everything and at one point he was a red horned yeah, demon and i'm like are they making him mephisto that's crazy i wouldn't be surprised if disney can't help but have what if tie into it because it seems like they're kind of welding it as a series at least together or at least yeah, they're hinting at it. Yeah. Now the thing is, you know, in the comics, uh, Mephisto is such a big deal. He's the reason so yeah. much weird stuff happens. Now, because Disney has to work at a Chinese market and you can't represent <laughs> mm -hmm. hell, you can't represent the devil. I think that this might be a clever way of making a Mephisto in the MCU and, and skirting around all of that other stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested in how that's going to work out. Although I, I, I am slowly becoming more and more disillusioned with the what if. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing with it. I don't think they're tying it together. Uh, I think it's kind of fan servicey, and um, yeah. it needs to come into something. It needs to mean something somewhere. There's, I've been, I went into What If with really low expectations, and they've been kind of met, mm -hmm. which isn't high praise, but at least it's. I'm like, it's not. Each individual episode isn't bad. It's just, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, like, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that was, was a, cool. That was a fine half hour of television. I do not like the animation style, and it's, I knew I, I knew I wasn't going to like the animation style when I when it started. I saw the trailer, yeah. and I'm like, I do not like this overly smooth CG cartoon. Yeah, I agree. But I will say that movement in this animation style uh, style is very nice uh i don't like the style itself but yeah. the way that they can depict movement especially like smoke movement uh is, and like explosion movement is, is very cool looking um yeah. but yeah i like i was watching i'm like okay but what is the point like you know i i i, I get it like that's how the comics were but I, I wonder if part of it isn't just that the MCU has become so interconnected that something that might not tie into it just doesn't fit anymore Oh, I, I don't mind it not fitting, but I, I can't really care about these characters. So, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're changing it enough where it's like, look, I, I like that a, uh, Peggy Carter became, uh, you know, Captain Britain. Super cool. Mm -hmm. Am I going to get more of that? Is, it, is, is there a continuation? Or is it just like, oh, now are they throwing a bunch of stuff in the air to see what the fans like and then using that in different material? I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, 
we got we got to move forward. Uh, sure. I, I want to uh, get into some creative stuff, uh, but some of the most important news <laughs> in my world is tomorrow's big day. Tomorrow, September twenty second. If you don't know, uh, Dylan, Star Wars Visions is yes. finally here, yes. and it is uh, I think nine episodes, right? Uh, uh, nine episodes, I think, is what. I, I, yeah, it's a nine part uh, kind of a mini series thing that are really not connected whatsoever. They're even not even connected by art style. Um, have you seen any of the trailers for uh, Marvel uh, Star Wars Visions? I have. It is the most excited I've been for a Star Wars property since Disney bought them. I am yeah. I am 100% on board for like an ex, uh, and it, it explores the potential of like what you can tell in a Star Wars story. It doesn't have anything to do with the established canon. Uh yeah, I I'm 100% on board and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm loving the different styles of animation, the different like color palettes they're using. Um you know, they took uh they gave all of the rights to uh, a bunch of uh awesome animators in Japan. And they said, tell whatever stories you want. Uh, so tomorrow, they're actually, and the thing is about this, they're dropping all nine episodes at once. So we don't have to wait like weeks and weeks oh, cool. and weeks for this. Uh, but the downside is that they're kind of shorter episodes. Uh, I think the shortest one is 13 minutes. The longest one's 22 minutes, which sounds kind of, I mean, I, I'm still into that. Um, a yeah. couple of the, the episodes that really stood out to me that I'm really interested in, uh, one's called The Duel, and it's about these two Sith warriors and them fighting each other. Um, one is called T-O-B-I, which looks like an old style Astro Boy, uh, like that kind of Astro Boy style uh, art. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's so cool. Um, one is called Oppenco, and it's a like a fable based uh, Star Wars where it's almost a story inside of Star Wars. And they're going to introduce this new uh, rabbit eared alien, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, one's called the Twins, and it's about and this one. I think you'll be the most interested in. So it's about the these twin Sith uh, pilots that have fused together two Star Destroyers and they co-pilot this <laughs> this put-together Star Destroyers. Um, and I think the one that I'm most excited about is called uh, The Ninth Jedi. And it's about a sabersmith who makes lightsabers, but during the time where being a Jedi is illegal. So it's like an underground black market, you know, sabersmith for like, you know, cool, cool danky uh, Jedi. Uh, so I'm super into that. And uh, yeah, and it's cool that like they're, they're going everywhere from like rock opera all the way down to mm -hmm. like the, the, one of the stories is the idea that this droid has a dream and it wakes up and it tries to figure out what the dream meant, mm -hmm. which is right up our alley, you know? So I'm mm -hmm. super, I'm super excited to really just, uh, consume this. Um, yeah. Okay, last uh. news. Don't know if you know about this. Straight up science nerd news, not media stuff whatsoever. Apparently, there is a chance that there is a ninth planet in our system. Now, there's this weird celestial body that's way out there past Uranus. I'm not making some kind of Pluto joke. <laughs> Pluto is a dwarf planet, whatever. Uh, apparently, this thing is, I think, 3,200 times the size of Pluto, which was uh, declassified in mm -hmm. 2006 to being a dwarf planet. Uh, but currently, they're calling this thing Planet X or Planet 9. And what it's doing, it's so big out there that it's making... Kind of Uranus uh, wobble a little bit, which is pretty interesting. Um, now, this thing is, uh, say it's five to 10 times the size of Earth, which is cool. And it's also about 
three to eight hundred times further away from the sun than the earth is so it is a it's a very very huge planet that really can't have any heat or or, or any you know uh, light whatsoever uh, so it's pretty interesting uh how, how do you feel about the, the idea of a, of a new planet in our solar system i remember way back in like 2006 a friend of a friend of mine got really into the conspiracy theory that planet x was going to complete its like 32,000 year orbit through our solar system and throw the earth off its axis oh, and he was sick. so convinced that nasa and the governments of the world were hiding it from the public because it would cause panic and that 2012 december 21st was going to be the date that the earth started being affected mm -hmm. i don't luckily know where john he is right john, now john cusack stopped that from happening <laughs> yes i don't yeah. know where he is now but i win <laughs> hey, we're still here do. we're here On, uh, which uh, and every still. single mind calendar is broke in half and a little bit of light yep. popped out of it uh, uh yeah um, so I, I, I love the idea sure yeah cool all right excellent <laughs> all right <laughs> cool uh so uh, stay tuned for uh planet x and yeah. uh and, and elon musk eventually trying to own it so let, let's get into what this show really is which yeah. is content creating uh last couple times that i was on here i'm not really sure exactly what dylan uh pulled off last week but we were working on a story called force limit and it's a pretty interesting uh story about robots uh and, and i was going to go back into it but i figured uh i took a couple of weeks off of, from this thing and i had this weird idea a while ago and it's been festering so i kind of added on to it so i'm going to just present dylan with a brand new idea uh yeah. that is based on a, a little bit of old material so uh and it's, it's superhero based so uh dylan if you're ready here exactly. we go Let's do it now, if you're watching this, please uh, hit like or subscribe. And once again, if you're watching this live on any platform, just uh, feel free to comment. Let us know how you're feeling about the story we're making or any ideas uh, or anything that we should just uh, change or uh, how much you like Dylan's art choices in the background. Um, okay, so a while ago, I, I, I told you this idea that I had about this person who uh, shops at a thrift shop often right and yeah. they uh every once in a while they go every day but every once in a while they find something really super cool and it's really cheap uh so i had this idea one time of you know going to a thrift shop and finding these really pristine realistic looking bb guns that look like just two like desert eagles you know and then just being so like enthralled with how like oh my god these things are so realistic <laughs> you know and uh and then leaving the the thrift shop and being oblivious to the world just looking at how interesting and realistic and they must be movie props who knows right and you happen to bump into uh um like a a, a mugging or a robbery or something and because you have these two huge realistic looking weapons the robber is like oh my god no 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 dude no 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 uh you're fine uh sorry and he does that thing now you get so pumped up that you you want to become a superhero you're like yes oh, i can do this i have this in me right so i i, I was kind of sitting with that for a little bit and then I was thinking about writing a, a comic series that was really based on failure um, and, and like lighthearted and the acceptance of failure, but constantly failing, but then getting yourself back up again. So I thought if that person went out the first night as some sort of superhero that they created and they failed miserably, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's first first night, failure. Okay. They, they decide, 
I need a, I need a sidekick. I need a Robin, right? So they go out and they try to find somehow a superhero friend and they go out together and they fail. But they don't think their fault. They just need a team, right? The X-Men have a team. They need a team, not just Batman, Robin. They need a full-on Justice League. So they go and they start getting more people together. Now, as a team, they fail again. But they decide it's not their fault that it's they, they need like a mentor. They need their Professor X. They need someone who could you know, really hone in their skills together and teach them how to do that. And then once that happens, then they fail. So then I was like, wow, I can go down all the, like, the normal comic tropes and how this team gets there but fails. So then I was like, cool, they can find it. They need to find a prophecy. That's what it is. They don't have a prophecy to follow. <laughs> and uh, okay, yeah, actually, we don't, they don't have an arch enemy. You know, they need an arch nemesis or whatever. So then I started thinking, okay, how do I build this team of, of, of there's so many superheroes out there and so many like powered individuals that I needed to create some new people, right? So, uh, so I already pitched to you, uh, the one idea, uh, about this guy who's a thrift shopper. Now he's yeah. like the nothing guy. I think he's going to eventually be the man, the chair or something. I have no idea. Or just fake, a Batman. Like fake Punisher. Yeah, sure. Fake Punisher <laughs> w- w- without the children or the desire to hate cops. Uh, yeah. well, he probably has that beyond the normal desire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So that, that's one of our characters. Right. And then I don't know if you remember, but I kind of threw this weird idea uh, to you a little bit ago. And I, so I created this character and I called him Lumberson, right? Uh, yeah, Lumber. He's... So Go, what I going, had yeah. was, yeah, so this guy, this kid, he's a kid, right? Most of them are kind of like kids or 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So his dad is like the best lumberjack ever. <laughs> and he's got this cool axe that he's had forever. And he just knows how to chop trees down and knows how to do lumberjack stuff. Uh, for whatever reason, and I haven't figured this part out yet, and we can get to it, but the mafia decides to put a hit out on Axeman, right? So uh, they, 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 they find him in the woods when they're camping. It's just him and his son. And he's, you know, axe chap, chap, and he's just getting all the mafia guys to chap, chap. Mm-hmm. And then there's one huge eight foot mafia man that just will not get taken down. And he finally, and he kills, kills the dad, right? And oh, now right. the lum- lumberjack is dead. The son who's there tries to grab this axe and it's just so heavy and he can't really do it. And he swings around, you know, like <laughs> whatever that <laughs> uh, discus thing or whatever. Yeah. And he, and he chucks this axe and it, hits right into a tree but through this tall guy's like leg right through his hip or something right so the guy because he's super strong whatever and he just punches down this axe and he breaks this axe in half and now it's this like, weird just hunk of metal so after the kid uh somehow subdues and kills this eight foot tall man without any information on why they're there he takes the broken axe tip and then uses the bad guy's femur as uh, as a hammer. And that's like his weapon is just this bloody broken axe uh, bone hammer. And now the, the, the son of the lumberjack, uh, Lumberjackson, uh, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, he, now he's on a mission to find out why his dad was murdered by uh, the, the mafia of West Des Moines. Okay. Cool. <laughs> then I started thinking, yeah. So I was like, I okay. say. The axe head with the femur as the haft is pretty, that's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cool. So I was like, okay, now I have a weirdo that's like the psychotic and that's the first person. Uh, then I have the very motivated person with the beautiful weapon, right? So it's like, cool. And I have two of these characters. Then it's like, well, what else do you need? And it's like, I need a weird power, like some, like an actual superpower. Then I had this idea and I don't know how to work this in, but I think I figured it out. Uh, it's one of two things. So I had this idea of a person who falls asleep now, 
because the earth spins at roughly a thousand miles an hour, right? Once this person falls asleep, they kind of unlock themselves from gravity, but not all the way enough to just stop them from going with the earth. So they stay still like as the earth spins around them. So if they sleep for two hours, technically they would have gone 2000 miles away from their house. And then they just pop back into existence. And I was like, ah, oh, how do I do this? Cause the idea at first was like a person that wakes up in a new bed every single day. Then I was thinking if we could pull back old school style thinking and go into Egyptian curses, right? So okay. you have, you have <laughs> Egyptian thread cursed. So uh, every, <laughs> everywhere that's the same, <laughs> so there's this cursed thread uh, that has this weird uh, Egyptian curse that whenever he falls asleep, he wakes up on a different mattress that, <laughs> that has. Uh, so that was my first idea. But I think my second idea is just staying on the same latitude and then just like, so if he sleeps for like 15 minutes uh he has gone roughly 250 miles uh and that'd okay. be a really interesting way of maybe teleporting where like say if you can make yourself fall asleep and you sleep for one minute you'd be able to teleport into certain things but that would need his team to knock him out and then with timer set which i think might be kind of interesting and if we don't explain where the power comes from that might be kind of cool too i so far this is turning into like this weird kind of grind house low power justice like you know justice society and i love yeah yeah the cool idea of the curse of egyptian cotton sheets is <laughs> so, yeah something about that is so funny to me <laughs> yeah it's so stupid and so funny and i like the idea of like so where that guy came from uh so i had this idea of like waking up the the, the day of your 21st birthday and you're just in a brand new bed and you're like where where am i yeah and you have to like break out of the house right but then cutting like the next page is day 49 now by this point you've woke up in so many different beds that you start putting things in your pockets to secure your safety in the morning yeah. so you would need like things in case you wake up in the winter or in case you wake up in the ocean and i had this guy who has like the you know his vest and these cargo shorts and just with all things and he just wakes up in different places uh so i thought it's an interesting way of doing teleportation so he only stays on the same latitude yeah. just whatever you know yeah, distance. the Earth just rotates beneath him. Yep. So that, um, does that mean that he can only teleport in the direction the Earth is rotating? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So he has to be really careful about not waking up in the in the Atlantic Ocean or something. Exactly. So he has okay. to he has to time his sleeping perfectly to make sure he knows roughly where he's going to wake up, uh, or how long to sleep exactly to wake up in the same place that he fell asleep. Uh, so I, I think that's an interesting thing to do is mess around with your, with your time. Yeah. Okay, so now there's that person that has a weird power that's unexplained, but they just have it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, then I started thinking, I need an animal in here, right? You, you need sure. like an animal <laughs> or like a just a non-human thing. I came up with this idea of a husband and wife uh, scientist team that has uh, really figured out the way to put consciousness into other living beings, other humans. And they wanted to make sure they can keep themselves alive for whatever, whatever. Now, uh, some foreign government officials found out that they know this technology and they want to silence this team. So they go to shoot the dad or the, the husband first. And as he's dying, the wife takes the consciousness. And the only thing that she can find close is the house pet. So she grabs the dog, puts the dad's consciousness in there. Now, before she can like figure out a way to make like a vocal trans, you know, emitter, she yeah. gets, she gets killed. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> 
right? So now we have this dog, this house dog that has the brain of a scientist, but no thumbs or a way to speak to anybody, but just has all this knowledge. And he just has to find out how to do something with it. Uh, maybe because the wife's uh, consciousness is in the computer waiting to put into something else. So who knows? Uh, and, I, and I thought that was kind of interesting to have a super smart dog and a way to yeah. have that or any <laughs> animal really. Um, yeah, no, I love it. And let's see. I like that his goal is like, yeah, I have a copy of my wife's profile and I need to get her into a body similar, like preferably human. But, and it's like, oh, you're so cute. It's like, bark. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, know, you hear its thoughts and then it's, it's like it goes to the other person's point of view and the dog just barks. And I think that I had another one, but I left my notes in the other room. So, um, like I said, oh, and I thought that we would need, and I haven't fleshed this character out whatsoever, but we would need a time displaced person, uh, like an old person with, oh, and that's what it was. It was, <laughs> it was somebody who had Benjamin Button's disease, right? So okay. as they're kind of an infant, but as an old man, they have to hang out with this team because eventually the team needs them to learn what it's like to be a real superhero. So when they're in shape, uh, they'll be an effective superhero. So a baby old man that is just training. Um, and I think that might be it so far. I feel like there's okay. one, uh, there's one more, which I do not remember right now. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm going to take one quick break to get some water. Cause I've been talking for 20 minutes. straight. Yeah, go for it. Uh, think of this idea now, uh, kind of start I think what I want to do is, like I said, have an episodic, maybe eight episodes, and I want it based on normal uh, comic tropes, and I would like it really focused around the failures and then how that person uh, slash team overcomes each failure and then devises a new scheme to get past that. So I'll be give me two minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah, you're good. I'll I'll put the I'll put the uh, dock up. All right. So hey, we're back to doing you know this twitching upstream thing that we do sometimes where I share our document on screen. Uh, so right now this is just how I set up a framework. Zach said he wanted episodic eight episodes. So I'm setting up some really basic info here. There's probably an easier way to make it automatically populate this, but I only know how to do that in like Excel and Google sheets. So got episode one episode, <laughs> etc. cetera. Uh, so, Traditionally, how this would probably go, origins of everybody, uh, then, then forming the league. Uh, first major failure, uh, the, forming the league, first major failure, uh, learning from first failure, then probably episode eight at some point. You do enough failures, it's probably going to get tiresome. But <laughs> I think the entire goal is for that. Um, learning failure isn't the end. Then uh, catharsis and resolution. <clears throat> so let's see. We've got fake gun punisher. We've got X uh, lumberjackson. That's two. We've got sleep teleporter. We've got husband and wife team. We've got Benjamin Button person. So that's six people. So what we can do then is have each of these middle episodes focus on a character. 
And then the first and last ones are kind of like as a team, or at least have that as the point of view. Um, or we can come up with two more characters and figure out like, I don't know, what we want. Let's see. There we go. Slash. Cool. And then let's see. So we've got husband and wife team. The husband and wife team, that we can count that as two characters. So we've got one, two, three, four, wait, five, six, whatever. We've got enough to kind of hang out, I suppose. Uh, let's see. It's probably a good idea to figure out what kind of issues these guys face. And if we want them to have their own little, like, single episode. So, guy buys prep and uh, becomes fake Punisher. He stops uh, mugging by faking his guns working. <coughs> Let's see. We've got Lumberjackman. Obviously, man's father was killed by the mafia. Now he gets revenge with the femur axe. Uh, we need some sort of crime for the sleeping guy to come up with. Uh, or at least fight. Hey, oh, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I did some really basic stuff, uh, layout stuff. Um, we have about six characters, assuming that the Egyptian cotton curse guy and the person who falls asleep and teleports guy are different superheroes or, uh, the same superhero just with, um, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't really sure what I think it's the same <laughs> person. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to do if they needed a, a, a real origin. Like, all right. So if, if initially they were all individual comics, right? And okay. I went, I went and grabbed my my notepad real fast just to make sure, sure I, didn't, I didn't miss anybody. Um, so, and I, I have, have a I have a little more information on some of these people. Cool. I did have the thought. One trope we're missing that's kind of a Silver Age superhero trope: power twins. So we could have power twins who have similar bed powers. Yeah. Where one person teleports. Uh, they both have teleportation when sleeping powers. One teleports across the world surface. One teleports bed to bed. If we want to have both of them. And oh, we there can, we go. So that way we can have another character in there. Love that. Um, also, I, I had named this group, right? <laughs> Just okay. so you know. Uh, I had named it uh, Gods of Avery Place or Averywhere cool. or Averyville, something like that. No, but it's it's a Gods is an acronym, right? Uh, okay. Now it stands for a Group of Defenders or, and or Supporters. Uh, and they don't realize that they called themselves gods, but they've stuck with it now because they have stickers. Um, now, uh, yeah, Averyville, Avery Place, if we wanted to make it a fake place, um, or if we wanted to do West Des Moines, because obviously we're mega fans of West Des Moines, which is always funny. I, I really like the name Averywhere. Yeah. I, I yeah, just cool. think that's a really good, like, if you if we call it, like, the city of Avery, and we just call it Avery or Averyverse yeah. or something, Everywhere. I think yeah, Everywhere cool. is better. All right, so here, here's a little more information that I have on some of these characters. Um, let's see here. I even have uh, some illustrations, if if I may. Because um, I found a, a very nice drawing pencil, so cool. I, wanted, I wanted to use it. Um, okay, so each each of these people, I also wrote them as their own individual comic. That way, uh, their comic would go until they teamed up, and then their comic would stop, and then they would be part of the initial comic. So, uh, the one where the dog. Now, this one I had called Manny's Best Friend. 
uh, because I think that's a, <laughs> I think okay. it's a stupid clever name. Also, I don't really know how to draw dogs very well because that one looks like a cat. And that's stupid. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Manny's best friend, and like I said, better uh, than I draw. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a uh, uh, so the wife's name is Amanda Betterman, right? Uh, right. AKA Manny. Um, now, uh, wife accidentally puts husband's conscious into the family dog, and his name is Philip. <laughs> I'm sorry, Philbert P. Betterman. Cool. Uh, <laughs> his friends call him Phil Better. Um, now, uh, <laughs> now uh, as a as a dog, well, that's the name of the dog, right? Uh, uh, Philbert P. Betterman, uh, K9 Esquire. Uh, <laughs> that is the family dog's name. Now they have to go by that because he has a uh, tag and he can't take it off because he has a thumbs. Yeah. Um, now, I wrote down that the wife uh, had a heart attack when she realized that her husband uh, was now stuck forever in a dog. But I think it might be better um, that her conscience is safe somewhere and then a dog, Filbert, uh, needs to solve that murder, that mystery. Yeah. And figure that out. Okay. So then I had, um, okay, the person that goes into... Uh, they they get uh, realistic pellet guns and it inadvertently stops robberies, causes them to become a hero. Uh, fails first time, gets sidekick. Fails second time, gets team. We already went over all that. Uh, the thrift shop that he goes to is uh, it's called Re Redo Redo Thrifts. Just okay. so you know, um, I'm not sure why I had that, but yeah, I really felt that failure was a <laughs> was a really cool topic. Yeah. Um, now. Now, initially, I wrote, I drew this one to be lumbersome because okay. I like it to be similar to cumbersome, you know. Oh, but sure. as yeah. but as it was lumber Jackson, I think that's better. So as you can see, this is the big bad guy, and he has this axe right into his uh, leg, and uh, this is blood squirts out. Yeah. And it makes a big, makes a big thunk here. Um, now with his, you know, with his bone, mm -hmm. dad's axe, that's the new tool. So he just like this, like just a menacing 16 year old with an attitude and this crazy weapon. Um, and let's see. So the one that is, uh, if it were an Egyptian cursed <laughs> cotton, uh, the one that I, a, a good name for that comic that I came up with uh, is called Thread and Thrum, um, which now that they're twins might be way better. Uh because really, it, I really like that title for some reason. I don't know why. It sounds like um, it sounds like a story that would be like about occultism in the 1920s. Oh, right on. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yeah, well, thread and thrum is a, is a pretty classic uh, uh, sewing idiom where uh, the thrum is the frayed things that usually get cut off of uh, you know as you're as you're uh, making garments. So I thought that'd be kind of cool that if it were about cotton and the mistakes of uh, of a curse but now that it's twins i think that works even better as a title so yeah uh there is that what if um thread is the one who moves in a straight line across the surface of the planet when he teleports and thrum is the one who just kind of like scatters all over dude that is so cool um and then the person that uh well, i guess one of the two of these right at first, the story was, like I said, that he, they were waking up in different beds and then having to get out of that situation every single day. I yeah. thought that was such a weird thing. So his name uh, or their name is Daryl, D-E-R-R-A-L-D. And it goes by Derry for <laughs> short. Uh, yeah. Daryl Felton. Um, now, we can name the twin, whatever. 
Yeah. Now, Daryl Felton, he's born on April 2nd of uh, 1980. Uh, sorry, April 2nd of 1980. And uh, on April 1st of 2021 is when he wakes up in the wrong bed for the first time, uh, thinking that it was a prank, trying to figure that out, et cetera, et cetera. So, but I also thought that that person should have some pretty interesting uh, features, being that at some point you wake up in somebody else's bed you're probably going to yeah. be attacked. You might be able to get out of most of them. So uh, what I had, I, I had drawn in here uh, a, I thought it'd be interesting that if he had a, a pipe scar, like he got hit like straight on okay. with the end of a pipe over his nose. And then also one time he woke up in a, uh, uh, a forge and fire competition and Oops. got, got hit with a, uh, a, a scalding hot, uh, billet that is in the shape of a wicked ass knife so he has like a weird knife shaped burn and then a pipe scar over his nose um and then the other one who wakes up laterally i don't know they would have some weird scars just from like nature whatever yeah. but i did find out that uh we are roughly on the same latitude as the city that i was raised in northeast maryland um so that's pretty interesting that i actually moved the All same right. lat latitude yeah. just uh halfway across the country but uh okay so yeah that's that's where i'm at now what were you working on when i was away for a couple seconds so i did a little bit of structure stuff <coughs> I thought if we had, we have uh, Lumber Jackson, mm -hmm. uh, Thrift Punisher, Thread and Thrum, uh, Manny's Best Friend, and uh, or, uh, I guess Mandy and Filbert. So that's, I think, seven. I think it's Mandy, Filbert, Thread, Thrum, Punisher, Lumber Jackson. Six. Six, yeah. <laughs> so what that leaves is one issue per character so six issues yeah and then two issues for either like a big two-part justice league style ending where they all get together and you have a two-parter to tell a long story or a collected origin and a collected ending i figured a structure similar to that in either one of those would work it yeah, depends I on how big you want that final one to be well i like that now i do think that we might need one more team member and then we're going to need, ultimately, we're going to need uh, the leader slash mentor character, which could really be the same character. But I feel like seven is a solid number and not just because okay. of Justice League. I think that like that, you know, and I haven't really gone down the statistics, like which, you know, uh, character are we missing? So I figured like we could kind of fill that in also. And sure. I want I wanted to tell this story in a like a slightly different way than most comics are. So I wanted to kind of do it, uh, and the best way I can describe it is uh, the beginning of a solitaire uh, game, right? So okay. each oh, one. I about the, sorry, I forgot about Benjamin Button disease uh, person. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was just an idea. I don't. I I like a displaced character for some reason. Although that yeah. one technically isn't displaced; it's more their body is displaced than their attitude. But um, okay. So uh, the so every every of the team have their own issues, right? So every single one has an episode uh, one. Yeah. By episode two, two of the comics have merged. One goes away. By episode three, another one goes away, right? So at the end, we've had like uh, whichever one we decide to do at the end, like say Thread and Thrum, has six of its own issues, 
before they team up. Uh, okay. One of the team has five issues before I team up. One team has whatever. So like the way we kind of build it, the same thing where it's like if the first one's built on failure and then he needs, they, they whatever, uh, need their sidekick, then whatever that one issue is, that one would dissolve. That sidekick would go into his, uh, you know, the leader's comic. Okay. How, what do you think about that? I like it. Um, so it would be like issue one follows one person. Mm-hmm. Then issue two features a new person and someone else gets their issue two. Right. So <clears throat> everyone gets an issue one. Yeah. Right. So okay. there'll be, there'll be technically six or seven issue ones. Right. So there's there's Thread and Thrum. There's uh, Thrift Shop Punisher. Uh, Each one of these people get their own episode one. Now, the main character, which is most likely Thrift Shop Punisher, they all get episode two, except for one of the team members. They are now the sidekick in Thrift Shop Punishers because he just recruited them. So now their comic just got folded into his comic. So they don't get an episode two on their own anymore. They're now part of his story. Right. Okay. So now, now we have six comics that have episode one, five comics that have episode two. Gotcha. There'll be four comics that have episode three. Okay, cool. So and that, we have seven issue one, six issue two. Someone becomes a sidekick. Five issue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Team building start, you know, the, the team building can be episode three. Uh, and that way, like, that's one of the two people or one of the, the, the other comic folds in. Uh, while they're still recruiting team members, uh, episode five could be the mentor character. That's why their comic folds in. Uh, episode six could be the one, one of the other, you know, um, uh, tropey things, such as the prophecy, because that's the last one I can remember. Um, and as they're looking for a prophecy, they also gain another member into their group. That's why their comic folds in. Um, okay. Yeah, I, th- I think this is weirdly interesting to me. How do you how do you feel? I like it. I don't know that I've seen that structure before. Yeah, it's it's almost the opposite of what happened with comics, which is like, oh, people like X-Men. Well, let's give them nine different X-Men titles. You know, yeah. uh, this way it's like, oh, you guys like these stories? Well, let's, eventually you don't need to buy them all. You can just get this one, which is where yeah. it's at. Okay, so if you like that style, right? Is this is this cool yeah, with you I'm, so I'm 100% far? Yeah, I'm 100% in. All right, cool. So this is uh, this is the Gods of Avery Place collection is what this is. Okay. Uh, and uh, or Averywhere or whatever, whatever you, uh, whichever one you like better. Um. Now I think that, like I said, episode one of of um, Thrift Shop Punisher, whatever we want to call him, um, that one seems pretty clear. Obviously, they're all origin stories. That seems. So let's just work on origins, right? Because that's yeah. an easy thing to 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 figure it out. Uh, and I think I already went over with the origin of th- uh, uh, th- thrift Punisher. That just doesn't roll yet. No, it doesn't. Um, um, a- Antique Punisher. I don't and that way Punisher they is part of it. Oh yeah, uh, 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 Antique uh, and Antique Enforcer. No, wait. How I'm, how how deep do you want the failure to run? Because if he fails to name himself, that could be pretty funny. Like, so okay, so the way the way I, I was starting to write episode one was 
this guy is a comic book writer in himself and a failed comic book writer, but he has one of his only t-shirts that he made of his own superhero. So when he's in a mugging, he gets called the superheroes on his shirt. So he adopts okay. that title. Um, so we can just make up whatever. Uh, and I think that I called that one Zephyr uh, because I was really trying to work on like a Z logo because I don't know why, obviously. Um, and I think it's funny that like, Wait, you're just named after like a gentle wind, and it's like, <laughs> look, I'm everywhere though. I'm more <laughs> than a light breeze. Yeah, <laughs> it's like actually, I think I think you are exactly a light I'm, breeze. I'm a I'm a I'm a stiff breeze. Yeah. So I think that what happens with with Zephyr as he's going through is he acquires more things that he finds cool that ends up being armor or weapons, which adds on to. So every episode, I would like him to have a different like addition to his armor weaponry uh something you know yeah he <laughs> he gets hockey pads yeah obviously um and maybe like a like a like a obviously if you say like a hockey mask that's way too obvious so maybe he eventually gets like the only thing he can find is a helmet is one of those like a uh, double drinking uh helmet with the straws <laughs> uh but he puts like I don't know, uh, straight adrenaline in one side and uh, something else. Yeah, who knows? Loco from like 2009. Oh, love that. <laughs> Set it back uh, in 2009. So everything's a little antique or a yeah. little vintage. And I'm have it that. be like old school, those dangerous four locos. <laughs> yeah. And they all, they all just watch the original Iron Man. They go, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So easy origin there. We got it. Uh, what, what origin do you want next? Uh, I mean, let's just go down the list. I think the next one we have listed is uh, Lumberjackson, which we kind of already have figured out. Yeah. So I don't know how old you... Okay, how old would you like Zephyr to be to make this as funny uh, but also relevant? Like, I guess he needs to be older than 16 but younger than uh, 28, right? Well, if he's a failed comic book writer, that means that he's probably tried for a little while. Hmm. Right? So, like mid upper 30s okay sure i just want i want to make sure that if he's hanging out with like kids it just didn't feel that weird but i oh, guess yeah. there's gonna be a mentor eventually uh okay cool so there's a superhero he, team that's not completely unusual yeah true okay so lumber jackson now uh <laughs> their name obviously the last name's jackson that seems pretty easy uh his name is uh uh zach zach jackson zach jackson 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 (laughs) my friends call me zach though (laughs) why i don't like Uh, the name jackson yeah uh all right and his dad uh or or mom whoever from you with an h Thank you. Yeah. Now we can also not like him if we don't need to. Yes. Now their their parents or uh, guardian is the ultimate lumber jack, right? Uh, I th- <laughs> there's something very funny about like the CIA having a lumberjack, and <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why, but it's like a government sanctioned like there's only special. <laughs> keeping an eye on the revolutionary elements of the lumberjacking uh yeah it's like you have no idea how bad this piracy is and it's like well why can he cut down trees and it's like god damn it he has to don't worry about it he went undercover for 13 years yeah 
Uh, either way, CIA undercover lumberjack. Yeah. Now he was given he was given this ancient axe though uh, from a a, uh, a a a Canadian uh, forest tribe that he inadvertently saved uh, from commercial uh, log flogging. Um, <laughs> is that a thing? Uh, all, all I can imagine is I'm just removing the bark from trees and like <laughs> a single tear. Is that his? Is that the nemesis, the log flogger? The log flogger. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, and like I said, the one night, uh, the, the lumber lumberjack parent doesn't take a lot of days off, right? They're they're very heavily yeah. involved with the 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 ins and outs of the CIA lumber trade. Um, yeah. They get one night off, and it's the child's birthday, and the only thing the kid wants to do, although the lumberjack does not want to do, the only thing the kid wants to do is just go camping. Just make some s'mores, light a fire, maybe fish. Who knows? But in the middle of the night, for some reason, I don't know how they know, but the anti-CIA mafia, they found out where old lumber, lumber Jack was. And, Canadian mafia? <laughs> yeah. The, ma- the, the Maple Mounties. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Maple Mounties. Well, I know, but that doesn't no, make I them... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, a uh, huge John Wick style fight happens with this beautiful uh, ancient style axe, and uh, uh, you know, and things are going down. But then in the shadows, there's one very large man, and uh, he comes out, and he ha- he has uh, uh, tr- hmm, tiny, not tiny, mini tree trunks. As brass knuckles, no, oh. <laughs> strapped on, strapped on. Sorry, he's got pro- he's got arms that are tr- he's got tree trunk prosthetic arms. Yeah, he was an ex he was an ex pirate, but he kept his legs. Oh he lost he has peg arms, uh, made from whatever like the elephant ivory of the of the tree world is. What is that like a? a- <laughs> Is that some kind of redwood? Uh, it's like a, a yeah. old, like the oldest bonsai, uh, yeah. the oldest bonsai found on the planet, and he carved them down into wooden arms that are always fists. <laughs> <laughs> Long floor. Oh my goodness, oh, that's crazy. Uh, I like that though. All right, this so uh, yeah, so um, uh, as uh, 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 cr- as you know, Chris Pines comes, uh, kills the dad. Uh, 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 dad, dad's dead. Everybody's dead. It's just a yeah. child and a log flogger <laughs> left. Child goes to grab this very weirdly shaped, long headed axe. It's just heavy, mostly because of the stone handle. But whatever, it's just a heavy, <laughs> it's a heavy old weird axe made of uh, fossilized uh, uh, maple and. S- That'd be weird, right? Like amber, but like yeah. old old syrup. Petrified, petrified wood. Yeah, and there's like a beaver tail in it or something. Uh, oh, petrified wood. Yeah, that's even better. Uh, or a fossilized was, beaver was... tail that's been sharpened. It's kind of shit <laughs> axe blade. Hey, that ain't bad. <laughs> we'll get to that. So, like I said, whips this thing around, like takes three or four swings around, lets the axe go, top of the thigh, chops the uh, uh, log flogger's l- l- leg, both legs off. Right, because he doesn't have any arms. Yeah, yeah. they're just pines. <laughs> so, and he's like, ah, not like a pirate. Just he's in pain. Ah, and uh, so now he doesn't have any legs. Uh, pines for arms, but in fists, which is cool, and muscles. Yeah. 
Uh, and so now he slow dies just from blood loss because obviously you can't cut your legs off. Um, but before for him to get out, he he has to punch the axe down and <laughs> not only break one of his pine hands, but also breaks the axe and turns it into uh, a, a hammer piece. I, I think the log flogger should be a recurring nemesis for uh, for Lumberjacks and where he comes back with wooden legs as well as wooden arms. Cool. All right. So he cuts off one leg. That makes more sense. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a, a comic book. We can have him chop both legs off and be like se- secreted away. Well, no, because one leg makes sense because then that would be his final limb and he probably has some emotional attachment to that limb, which would make a big deal later on when Jackson's like, I'm taking that limb. He doesn't bleed out because he has the power to make his blood slow down like maple syrup. <gasps> <laughs> love it love it all right i'm into that totally okay so that's his uh that's lumber jackson's um <laughs> zach lumber jackson uh that, that's his origin okay uh what's next uh we've got let's see i don't know we're just going in order thread and thrum or mandy's best friend or time displace benjamin button <laughs> all right uh thread and thrum so these are uh twins right they are twins and they have gone to every uh grade and every <laughs> school trip together uh the final school trip which happens to be <laughs> on a fr- friday the 13th in <laughs> in the 80s or whatever uh thread and thrum yeah okay cool. is, uh, is to egypt and in egypt uh they <laughs> as twin 17 year olds or whatever 16 year olds because they probably skipped the grade because cool people like zach wiseman skips grades um so they uh they're in egypt for their senior trip and they hear about this special market right uh that 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 most tourists they're not supposed to know about now when they get to this market I'm literally making this up as I'm speaking. That's, that's just, perfect. Just so you know. So they get to this market. Now, this market doesn't take any form of money, right? It only right. it only takes some sort of uh, contract. But nobody there speaks English. These twins do not speak anything but English. So they find this beautiful, beautiful thread, or this beautiful fabric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they that they want to maybe give to their mom who has hmm. a, a, some sort of disease, right? Sure. Fibromyalgia. We, we wish to make our mother a blanket. It's very yes. cold in the winter. It, it needs to be weighted <laughs> before she also suffers from anxiety. <laughs> they want to make their mom a weighted blanket. That's sweet. yeah, but but out of Egypt, but the finest Egyptian cotton. And yeah. for some reason, they find this one that is a thirteen hundred thread count. Egyptian cotton. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to point out the sentence I just wrote. They find some beautiful fabric for a weighted blanket for their anxious mom. Dude, that, see, that's so nice, and that's one reason that we do this. <laughs> is is so that we can we can really just. Pay uh, they're very ahead of their time with the weighted blanket in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, they know what's up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they 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 sign this contract that they don't really know what it says, but they want this free fabric. Uh. Turns out it is cursed fabric from the, uh, uh, you know, one of those pharaohs, and we should have a real pharaoh, but one that's not known very well that didn't do much. What if what if the contract is that it's like in order to give your mom sleep, you must each give up part of yours, so they each give up like half of their restful sleep, which means. 
One of them only hops beds. One of them only teleports. Yeah, sure. And they're like, what does this contract say? And then the person just, you know, says it in, you know, obviously perfect Egyptian. And like, ah, I don't know, whatever. I don't care. It's free, right? I, I, I'm not paying. So they take it uh, and they don't really know what happens. But what is like 20 some years later is it, or it just happens right away. What do you think? Let's have it happen right away so that this origin story can take place over a long time span. And when they join up with the team, they're experienced with it. Love that a lot. Okay. So, uh, and then right away, what happens next is uh, for them, which is going to be the last two pages of episode one for them, is uh, one page dedicated to each of the twins and how they teleport. And Perfect. we learned that one teleports uh, if they ever fall asleep on this Egyptian cotton. Uh, they wake up somewhere else in the world in a bed that has been made fresh. Okay. <laughs> it has to be a made bed? Made bed! Okay, so so once they're found out, the villains have, an, have issue a memo to all their underlings where it's like, your beds are no longer to be made when you wake up. Please leave your beds unruly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> There's yeah, going to no, be some, I, some, I, weird, some weird rule. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, so yeah, so, and then one, uh, now it obviously can't break away completely from gravity because they need to be, and I understand that, that the earth travels through space also while also rotating. So I need them to be locked to the earth movement yeah. while also being not locked to rotation. Yeah. So whatever on the same rotation, whatever that latitude is for however long they sleep. Now the earth is traveling at 1000, roughly 1000 miles per hour. Right. And you would think that for every hour they would sleep, they'd be, I'll be moving 1000 miles away in the opposite direction of how the earth rotates. Mm -hmm. So they figure that out. And then uh, by the time we get to like episode two or three of their story, uh, this one of the twins now sleeps with so much weird stuff uh, crammed in their pockets just in case they oversleep or whatever. Um, and they also have now eventually will have a lot of scars because they get yeah. beat up. They get beat up a lot. I love it. Uh, okay. Do you want to stop here or do you want to uh, go on for a little bit longer? We can keep going. I got nothing to do. We can, we can, we can make it last till five just because we, we got a late start. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, okay. So now the next one. Now this is Manny's best friend. Okay. Um, and like I said, I, I like the idea of these scientists that are trying to work on the idea of, uh, I guess infinite life. Um, they have found a way to take consciousness from a human and put it into a computer. They figured that out and they can put it back into that person. They cannot put a consciousness into a dead body. Okay. Right. They cannot bring life back. So they can move consciousness, but they have to do it to a live body. Okay. Now they've been experimenting and they figured this out and there's, how about this? There is a dormant Nazi sect out there that finds out about this technology and they think that this is a way that they can, can if they ever get the next Fuhrer, they'll be able to keep that Fuhrer alive forever. So they want this technology. Now they talk to these uh, a husband and wife couple, husband, husband. I, I, sex doesn't really matter. I like Mandy's best friend for or, or Manny. Yeah. I, I like Manny better for some reason. Okay. Um, and then it, you know, if Manny is also short for Amanda, I'm cool with that. Uh, because I think that's kind of cute. Amanda uh, or Manuel, either one. 
Yeah. Um, now, now, quick question: Does Manny and Filbert do they each have their own individual origin stories? Like, is this an issue for Manny and an issue for Filbert, or do we need to adjust the numbers from six five four three two one? No, uh, they they have a combined story. Um, okay. Because this is almost like the Dr. Freeze scenario. Gotcha. Um, so, like I said, once the Nazis get there, they want the technology. But yeah, uh, these two have the same uh, episode one. Because um, I think that we can get around having... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, Nazis. Ne- neo Oh, man, neo-Nazis. I know it's been now, done so many them, times. Make but... them old school, like, u- like uniform-wearing, Hugo Boss-wearing world they they're the type of people who like obsess over world war ii yeah like well you know the germans would have won if blah 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 blah. it's like well yeah well they didn't because they were idiots or they're or they're like no we don't like those nazis we're like the two years before the war nazis (laughs) when it was all about organization and paperwork and and nice outfits bureaucratic nazis yeah once the war started we don't like that we're into art and, and high fashion um but anyway, some, they find some, some yeah. weird offset Nazi sect. Yeah, but I, I'm just, I don't want them to be, they're not nice. They're Nazis. No, they're not uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Um, so they, they come in and they try to bribe uh, the, the, the scientists, and that doesn't work. Uh, they try to bribe them with like Krugerans. Is that, uh, is that, Ru- is that Russian? Uh, Deutschmarks? I don't know. Is that what they call it? Whatever. Them? I don't know. They, a lot of things. Well, they could get them from anywhere. They're 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 Nazis. They're you know they're they're, they're crafty little, Reichs, little bastards. Reichsmark is the Nazi currency. Yeah, and obviously no one wants a Reichsmark these days. Yeah, that, that's obviously way down there. Uh, then they offer them like a, a ridiculous amount of money, and it's like so much money that they're like, maybe we're maybe we're on to something. We we probably shouldn't do this. Let's maybe we should just shut this down. Like let's just stop this. This is too much. For some reason, the Nazis know they're going to do this, and they decide to just go in there and just murder them too. So yeah, uh, that's when they they shoot they shoot one of the two scientists, um, and they're they're dying because they got shot in the spine, uh, and that sucks. Whatever, uh, and you know, whoop, and the conscious goes into the computer, and you know, looking around, not thinking that that now the other scientist is going to die, they just grab the dog, <laughs> and put scientist one into the dog. Their last thing Wait, they the do. Nazi, the Nazis do that? No, the scientists. Oh, okay. Scientist two, unshot scientist, puts shot scientist conscious into gotcha. the dog. Their last thing, as they see the Nazis holding up those weird cru- uh, uh, Luger? Lugers, Lugers, yeah. Krugers, yeah. Lugerans. <laughs> uh, they hold two Lugers, snatch style, right? And the last thing the scientist does is put the the weird uh, uh, brain scanner on and then zaps their consciousness into the computer, cool. knowing that the dog saw all that, but can't talk, doesn't know what's up. Cool. Nazis, for some reason, just cannot kill a dog, so uh dog runs away. Yeah. Um, well, you know, even Hitler loved dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hoons. Um so now this dog is trying to find a way to the dog's obviously name is uh uh Phil Philbert P Betterman K9 Esquire. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh scientists uh they, they thought that was very funny. Very very clever 
you know, honestly, back in the 80s or whatever year this was, like, it was really good to name animals, very long yeah. names. Um, so now their, their quest is to not only get their body back, but to also get their partner uh, back as well. Yeah. Even though both of their bodies are now deceased. I like it. Okay. Now we have... Uh, we've got... Did I count this wrong? Do we forget no. someone? Oh, we did a combined one for Thread and Thrum, and yeah. a combined one for the for the uh, for the scientists. Yeah, that's okay. So we <laughs> need we need the mentor character. Now, this is a character that has gone through something, failed enough to not want to do it on their own anymore, but has enough wisdom or knowledge at least to uh, give the team the boost and info they need. What kind of character do you see for that? Is this the refer- is this the Benjamin Button person? I mean, it could be, but the problem with that is, if if they're old, they're like infants. What if it was reverse Benjamin Button disease, where it's a smart baby, and as they get older, they get dumber? So it's a very smart baby. Okay, so what, like like Baby Herman, and Roger Rabbit? Yeah, or Boss right, Baby. Cool. So they, all right. So they grow. They, all right. So they have all of. Wow, that's pretty weird. So it's like a, a, a almost like a like a like a time displaced baby, right? Where it has all the information that it's going to get in its entire life at birth. As yes. it ages, it slowly loses information. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. All right, cool. <laughs> that is cool. And that's why they get together with this team to make sure like, hey, look, I'm losing information. I need people just to help me out. Uh, I'm going to be getting stronger, uh, but dumber. So I'll yeah. be part of your team. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. But yeah. Rever- well, it, you know, because Benjamin Button disease is already reverse aging. So you reverse Benjamin Button disease and you've got this really weird situation, which feels like yeah. a kid's movie until you think about the implications and you're like, oh. Yeah, it's called Brad Pitt disease. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it strikes one in uh, 8.2 billion people. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so now their story. Um, what if it now? What if it's what if they're this kid of like a time traveler? See, and that's so, what I was thinking. I was thinking yeah. some some kind of like like a like a fourth dimensional sexual deviant. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah and time, be- um, i don't know if i want to finish that name but you know time uh time banger <laughs> sounds like sounds like a, a bunch of frat dudes gonna be at uh yo this is a time banger like oh cool um i'm, I'm into that though so i okay so this person no i don't Hmm. No, I, I, I like half of this idea. Okay. Okay. What half, what half do you like? I like the time being manipulated, right? Because if they okay. have all the information at the beginning, then, uh, as they're older, they get dumber. Uh, and, and at first I was thinking like, Oh, if this is like, a, a, an infinitely wise fourth dimensional cre- you know, creature, then maybe, uh, it, it, it took advantage of this person's grandchild okay oh and that, okay. and that way it, it like affected things in reverse but i also don't like uh rape or sexual harassment to okay. be like uh, like a precipice for something although blade has a great idea but uh good what if it was a woman falls in love with time 
and time turns out to be a deadbeat dad. And so this is the kid of a woman and time. And it's like, I'm born kind of knowing everything, but as I get older, I become more human. So I start forgetting stuff. And so there's like the first bit, we do another kind of like long-term story where it's like them growing up, knowing everything. And then they hit kind of like that peak of physical growth, mental knowledge about the future. And it's like, all right, I have to get people together. Yeah. That's cool. I'm into that. And that's when, and that's when they meet them. Yeah. That's when Uh, they meet the team. The son of a woman who fell in love with time. Father, father time, father time (laughs) had a kid with father time. Well, Um, your mother used to call me. Well, she never called me father. I don't need to know about that, man. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Anytime you've already, you've already told me. Well, you're gonna trust me. You're gonna hear it a lot. Uh, da- oh, daddy time. Yeah, sure. Um, big, took, big. Da- my only, re- my only revenge. My only way to get back at him was to take that name as my superhero alias. So I'm not. Listen, we're not gonna call you Daddy Time. I'm like Time's <laughs> stepkid or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, the mastermind who puts the team together when they reach that intersection of physical age and mental knowledge. Now, would they also know that they're going to get this team together eventually? I think so. Like, do they have, they have all the knowledge, right? They have all of the knowledge that they're going to have their entire existence, which means they'll know that they're going to get this team together. Uh, but, so then we'll, we'll, we'll be able to touch, uh, maybe, uh, uh, time kid, um, into the other origin somehow he's like yeah trust me you're gonna want this later and yeah. it's like his pager number <laughs> um appears in the other origin stories without our knowledge yeah at different ages uh yeah <laughs> no um and it's like born with absolute perfect foresight and immediately starts losing it so it's like i know so much and as every second ticks on more time is lost and I lose more time. Yeah. Also it, their, their dialogue is just nonsense time puns like that. Well, also they do have the restrictions of having a human body, which means yeah. they really can't speak uh, until those vocal cords have been formed. So they're like an infant that's trying to get this information out uh, at their beginning of their life. And then, uh, yeah, I, I like all, I like all that. Yeah. Okay. Now, those are those are four five origin. Yeah, issues. so I like that. So we have those origins, right? And those are all going properly. Now, what what other comic book tropes do you can you think of? Like, what are like the biggest, uh, d- just weirdest comic booky tropes that you can think of? It would be really interesting to make everybody's second issue a what if. <laughs> Just do it immediately where it's like, yeah. where I, I, so we are merging characters every issue, right? So five issue ones, four yep. issue twos, where one of those series becomes a buddy series between two characters. Right. Okay. So. I'm assuming it doesn't have to be in the same order. Like it doesn't always have to be thrift Punisher. It doesn't then Lumberjackson, then Thread and Thrum. It doesn't have to be that order every time. Episode ones come out the exact same day. 
Okay, cool. Uh, right? And then episode yeah. twos all come out on the same day? Yep, next cool. month, yep. It would be really interesting to make make issue two a what if for everybody, and then at the end reveal that it's, um, I don't know, like, it's entirely uh, uh, kid time or time kid time baby being yeah. like, I you know, dad, I just don't, this feels like a lot. I haven't met most of these people yet. And it's like, I just wanted you to go in fully known. I, uh, I, I like, I like that. <laughs> or maybe uh, rewind a little bit. So it, yeah. every, they're all what ifs, right? It's all the uh, time kid telling each one of our other heroes a little too early what would happen if they were like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, see, and, and that's what would happen if you didn't become a superhero. So there, now you know. And they're like, I don't know. I don't think so. I, so uh, that's a really good way of having Time Kid be the first person to merge into everybody others, everybody else's issue. Oh, yeah, that is cool. All right, so then we keep five issues for the first two weeks, right? I, I think we go down to Oh, four no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Because yeah, Time, Time Kid doesn't get their own. Right, Time Kid goes away uh, second week. Yeah. So Time Kid merges into everybody else's issue and tells them their what if. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? And Time Kid is like, "I, uh, you're going to know, I think. I think I forgot this part already. Yeah. But I think I do this. <laughs> it's like, but you don't like this story, right? So you would think that you would want that to not happen. So yeah. that's why you have to follow me now to make this what I just said not real <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, yeah i love that i love this uh um, yeah now considering we've got the first round of issues done do we want to kind of pause there now that we kind of know what we might be building up to next time yeah i think that's really cool because that'll give me some time just actually to think about it in, <laughs> in this fashion yeah um so i love that cool okay i think this is a great place to stop so uh once again thank you guys very much for paying attention to us we love attention we love uh being listened to and, and, and spoken at and commented even if it's some weird uh emojis or icons that i just really do not understand uh th thank you to sneaking tooth 50 uh for that one uh <laughs> uh what is that, is that a horse or a bunny? i think it's is it a, 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 a teddy bear Someone's break dancing. Oh, it's a break dancing for okay, no. Uh, so yeah, so listen, that's what we do here. What we do is we uh, make up stuff. We we create content. We we create some media. Uh, we like to uh, throw around our weirdly working brains and see what we come up with. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, so I, I don't really know who we got to thank anymore. So I'm not really going to thank anybody. I'm going to thank Dylan Terry, really. Uh, motivating for us, really. Solid rock that somehow uh, still motivates me to move. And that is an interesting <laughs> uh, metaphor. But I do appreciate you. So thank you to that. Uh, we might, have, we might have a special guest next week. I'm not really sure. Uh, by the way, if Dylan wants to, we're going to keep working on this. So tune in next Tuesday, and we're going to go over some weird nerd news and yeah. more of this uh, gods of Avery Place or Averywhere, whatever it is. And um, Dylan, what do you got, buddy? You got anything to say? Nah, it's, I don't know. Always good to always good to hang and do something with you. And this Hell is fun. Yeah. This is yeah. a really fun one. I really like this one so yeah, far. I like so, this yeah. one. I wanted to goof it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it. anyway. I have been Zach, he has been Dylan, and you have been great. Until next time, guys, thank you very much. I love yeah. you. Be you safe out there. there. Bye. Bye.